here we are. Episode 50. Wow. Can't believe we made it. <laughs> Barely. You're listening to the Fight for Together podcast. Special episode today. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Let me see if I have a flea on my leg. Get it. No. Felt something crawling around. <laughs> Way to start <laughs> off the episode. Yeah, I guess that's the story of our life and this podcast. So if you are new here, welcome. This might not be the episode for you. If you already have been around for a little bit, this is going to be a little opportunity for us to reflect on the last 50 episodes and share a little bit of our story and some of you guys' stories and phone calls. We started one year ago. Yeah. And got 50 episodes in. Yay. Not bad. And I am nostalgic, although not as much as I used to be. But one of the reasons why I really geek out about um, reflecting on our work in retrospective ways is because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And I think we're all kind of the same. Like, what we've learned to face our demons and to put this product out, I really do think everyone has aspects of that in their own life, although it might look different. Mm -hmm. Our friend Robin, who listens, usually. This will be the test. (laughs) Uh, She recently (laughs) shared about how she wanted to start making furniture. And how she thought, oh, she couldn't do it, and there's not enough time, and all these things. And that's the same stuff that we deal with. So if it's furniture, or music, or writing, or crafting, I don't know what it is. My hope is that in sharing this story, I just want you to know our belief system is that this podcast is not that unique. I mean, it is, and it isn't. So anyways, that's the preaching segment I have. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. And the same thing we face to get this out is hopefully maybe some of the same things you guys are facing to get your story out. So I thought maybe we'd just start by sharing the story of how this podcast came to be. Yeah. So we're coming up actually on our vlog anniversary. Oh, well, it passed, I think. But we oh. haven't filmed anything about it. But yeah, it was a couple of days ago. Four years ago, we started the vlog. So for three yeah. years, we had been filming the vlog. Right. And I think about a year ago, maybe it had 30,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Enough that we start to feel it a little bit. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, you just make whatever the hell. And you're like, well, here it is, internet. Like it or don't. Right. And then, then it evolves over time to something hopefully beautiful. <laughs> I think you're saying something. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, because, yeah, how we started <laughs> off was so funny. I mean, it was just 
we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And we were, like, you didn't really know how to edit. Like, we didn't know how to, like, capture shots. Like, what should, like, how do we decide what goes on a vlog? And a lot of this <clears throat> was your your job or what you took on. Um, and for me, it was like, this is how you talk to a camera. And this is how you just talk, just pretend that either there's no one else on the other side, or maybe if that doesn't work, like one other person. <laughs> okay, but I don't want to get into the vlogging too much because right. that's a whole nother thing. That's where, yes. So we had done that though for three years and we had an audience that was big enough that it felt like they're demanding excellent product from us of a certain vein. You can kind of take on a life of its own after a certain point, I feel like. And I'm like, wait, are we the boss or are you the boss? <laughs> and no one knows. Who knows? It's a, it's are we the bitches? <laughs> so, so around that time, the podcast came about. <clears throat> and I had never really listened to podcasts. In fact, I've listened to podcasts more this year than ever in my entire life. Yeah. <clears throat> and we were driving across the country and we were listening to Casey Neistat's podcast which I think he's discontinued mm. unofficially. I, they had some new content this last month. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, maybe like it, one episode in six to 12 months. But yeah. basically, they would turn on a microphone and just talk. Yeah, and, him and his wife. Him and his wife. And at the time, it was interesting to me. I, I don't prioritize his podcast right now. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, oh, you can do that? Yeah. It's not like, it doesn't have to be super polished or. And it was know. just the inspiration I needed, kind of like the permission, I guess, mm -hmm. to say, you know what? I think we could turn on a mic for an hour yeah. and talk. Yeah. Because we had a lot of other challenges. We've been trying to write a book this year. We're trying to put out five vlogs a week most of this year. Started a new channel. Well, that, that was more recent. Right. Um, and we actually haven't even done anything for that, so I don't even like to list that. But we started it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought, you know what? I could turn on... Um, uh, Just hit record. Hit record. <laughs> Which turns out is not a super easy thing, because then comes the challenge of having to buy fucking microphones and mic stands. And figuring out all the little songy things sound effects sound which effects. we still have not figured out <laughs> get a intro song um yeah. figure out converting mp3 files to aif files which i still don't know what that even means but we did that yeah and for 50 episodes we pushed record and we stuck it up there yep every week not incidentally i, I don't think our first episode was recorded from a nudist resort. The first couple, I think, actually. I think we might have recorded three while we were there. <laughs> we're on a roll. <laughs> um, but it was really nice, like, what happened, because I found from this conversation, we were, I don't know, I felt like it hit some sort of release valve with me. 
where there was topics I felt comfortable with just in dialogue and with probably fewer people that were listening that I didn't feel when I had the pressure of the Mm -hmm. vlog. I mean, it actually, in the beginning, I felt like, oh, no one's going to listen to this. And I was like, that's kind of nice. We can just talk and be ourselves. And then if five people listen, it's probably the right five people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's go back and look. I, I... I'm kind of winging this, but let's go back and look at some of the episodes we did over. Cue the music. <laughs> music. It's a joke. Oh, sappy music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. Yeah. Not that early. Maybe, maybe a year from now. <laughs> so here they are. Let's go back to the beginning. How about? Oh, I have short hair. Scheduling. Out. Oh, the first three were not even video, no. which would make sense because. We were we at the were na- resort. <laughs> we were naked, yeah. So we have scheduling out of chaos, burnout, carpenter versus gardener. Oh, there we were in our old format. We were both facing the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about going to a nudist resort. So it took us six episodes to get into this table, which is now we face each other, which yep. is much more natural way for <laughs> us to film. Yeah. Uh, facing death and free solo Icus dating goodbye oh which is really funny because Joshua Harris is like an hour away from here right now we were oh, like yeah, texting I noticed tonight that. I feel like I could meet up with him tonight if I like wanted to drive an hour and I kind of did but <laughs> then we did these sex education pieces I really liked those mm-hmm. I feel like that was some of our best stuff in terms of I mean they were conversations that Things that are really changing our life. Yeah. Um, gay Christians, Game of Thrones, a lot of sex. Looks like sexual compatibility <laughs> test. We did like Tinder, right? In one of these, which is kind of funny. Pure flicks, how Christian movies def- destroy relationships. Uh, being season rich two. versus being poor, black sheep syndrome. Wow, that's all. I'm. We're barely making it to 25. Those are all in the first 25 episodes. Yeah. Is porn wrong? Narcissism and a psych evaluation. That that episode got a lot of views. Hmm. Sex shaming and the purity movement. Once again, sex. So we covered a lot of stuff. Yep. We did. And then things we did to improve our sex life. That got a lot of views. Mm-hmm. So, and we've we've done it every time. And here we are. Yeah. So we offered um, a way for you guys to kind of call in, and we have a few phone calls we want to play today to hear from you guys. So we're going to start off with one of those. Hi, Ben and Cammy. It's Barry Ladd from Imperial Beach. Um, I'm reaching out this way on the podcast line because I'm not – I don't have a Facebook or any of those other things. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that you guys are the best. Um, I feel like I've found friends. uh, And I'm 51. I got five kids. My 23-year-old daughter experiencing, you know, the uh, mental health thing. And, um, yeah, it's been tough, really, really, really tough. And uh, you guys just make me feel good. Um, I appreciate you, and um, I like 
dealing with people that uh, like to think outside the box and aren't scared to step outside that box. And, um, yeah. Anyway, I just, uh, I, I need somebody to talk to, and I love listening to you guys, and I just want to talk back sometimes, and uh, this is the only way I can. Um, wow. Yeah, what do you think of that? That is, I'm, I'm really just taken aback with a comment like that because it, it shows me that this matters, <laughs> like what we're doing. And it's been hard to see it as mattering for me. But when I get a call like that, and I, and I can just hear the loneliness in his voice, and I've been there, and that very recently, actually. Yeah, right. In the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So thank you, Barry, for sharing that. Yeah, it's a reminder to me. I mean, it's easy for me to see this podcast for what it isn't. <clears throat> I feel like it could be shorter. I feel like it could be more organized. I feel like I could have higher production, better sound quality, better organiza better organization. But all of those aren't really helpful. They're all just like kind of reasons why not to do something. Yeah. And when I look at what we've done, what we've done, I think, is this. For 50 episodes, we've shown up. That's mm -hmm. step one. You show up. Number two, we told our story. Like in various forms. Yeah. And number three, I don't know if we, this is an actual prerequisite, maybe it's part of number two, but we just, I have this belief in my head at least that the truth is enough. That when you show up and you tell your story and when you just tell the truth, that the truth is actually interesting and life-changing and valuable and you don't have to make it high production yeah and there's nothing wrong with high production i mean i hope that we evolve and get better at our craft but what is that noise? uh memories giving rainier a bath oh. that bath I noise makes that noise I down here i didn't know that yeah bear with us here um yeah i mean i think eventually yeah things if we waited for everything to be perfect um we probably wouldn't have 50 episodes out like maybe we wouldn't have even started yet so and i'm really in this wrestling thing where i'm wondering who is this vlog for is it more for these people out there um or is it more for us? Yeah. Just to like do things. Because I notice every time we shared our story and we're honest, mm -hmm. it helped us to get to the next step of where we needed to get to. And I've, I mean, just as an example, we were at this nudist resort this last weekend, one year later, and we scheduled it that way on purpose, not for nostalgic purposes, but just like, I don't know, it just worked out. Yeah. And... <clears throat> So much has changed for us in this year. That was, one year ago was the first time we had ever been. 
Yeah. And this last year, nudity and sexual freedom and um, freedom from shame and getting comfortable with our bodies and our sexuality and a lot of ideas has been a major theme in our life. And part of that, I mean, you talk about like just the first experience taking your clothes off and what it's like to be seen and how it feels like you, I mean, I didn't have this experience exactly, but I've been in situations where you feel like if people see you naked, you're going to die. It's <laughs> like being exposed in that way is so scary mm-hmm. physically. And it almost, for me, looking back, it felt like when I was taking my clothes off, it was like I was taking off all of the just the lies that I was told about my body, about what God thinks about my body, what other people think about my body. Not that that happened overnight, but I just, I, I just get this image of this like tangible image of when you're taking your clothes off, you're actually taking off all this other garbage too. So that was physical. And then you realize, well, it's actually not that big of a deal. Like you do it, you can get used to it. No yeah. one really notices as much as you think they're going to, at least in certain contexts. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and in a way, I think podcasting for us or any expression, self-expression of your art is the same. It feels like, oh, feels you're naked. Like exposing yourself and you're going to die and people are going to make fun of you and it's not good enough. And people are going to look at that and say, that's too small. That's too big. That's stretched out. That could be smaller or bigger. Right. And it's scary. It was scary. It still is scary in some ways. Yeah. But you just do it. I think the more you do it, the less scary it gets. You just realize even if you do get haters, you're not going to die. And then when you take your clothes off, you meet other people that have taken their clothes off, and they're fun people to talk to. (laughs) And I think in the same way, as we've been more honest on this podcast and taken off our figurative clothes with our ideas and thoughts and feelings, Mm -hmm. it brings people to the surface that say things like, oh, man, that really helped me, or I feel that same way, Mm -hmm. or I like you guys, or I'm not alone, or... You guys make me feel less lonely and things like that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Are you ready for another phone call? Yep. I'll not push that little button right there. Hello, Ben and Cammie. This is Kelsey. First of all, congratulations on 50 episodes. It's amazing. I've been along for the ride the entire time, and I've very much enjoyed it. Um, so first I want to say thank you for showing me a different way to live. Um, I know I've mentioned this on your Instagram page before, but I used to think, oh, I can't do stuff because my children, you know, they're too young. They can't go do this with me. And by seeing you guys go out and do stuff with your kids, like the Appalachian Trail and even going out on a run, I changed my mindset. And um, my son has actually been out running a couple times with me, and he's five years old, and he loves it. So it's like, why not? You know, why, why was I thinking, like, oh, my children are holding me back when it's like they can be along with, for the ride with me? So thank you for showing me that different way. 
I don't, I, I think a lot of people think children aren't capable of doing that or, oh my gosh, they're going to get hurt when no, they're just fine. It, they're capable of more than we think they are. And it's been fun to see my kid kind of blossom in that sense. He, you know, he, I'll say, oh, mommy's going to go out for a run. Do you want to come with? Yeah. And he gets his shoes on. And it's just, oh, it makes me feel so good as a parent seeing that. I'm not only setting a good example for my kid going out and getting exercise, but, hey, you can come along, too. Like, there's no problem here. So um, thank you for that. And also something I just come to realize um, about going to church, and I think I also mentioned this on your Instagram, too. Um, I have been hung up so long on thinking I need to go to church to be religious or a Christian. And in my religious family members' minds, it's like, oh, I should be going to church, and and I'm not really living that life if I don't attend a church. And because of you guys I, and how you guys have dealt with issues in the past um, concerning, you know, churches or people in the religious community that have hurt you, I've seen like how you guys have changed and sort of created your own system of belief. Like it doesn't have to conform to anybody else's. I don't have to go to church to prove that I'm X, Y, and Z, whatever. And I'm really interested in hearing more of what you guys have to say on your um, Everyone Belongs channel on that because I, on one hand, I think, all right, go to the next D there, yep. Okay, my message got cut off, but I'm going to uh, finish up my thought here. Um, I know it's great to look at church as, like, being in a, in a community of people and fellowship with other people, but I don't necessarily have to go to church to get that, right? So I'm interested in hearing more, uh, get in, in, get in, getting into that more. Um, and hopefully you guys do on your Everyone Belongs channel. And finally, uh, it's kind of difficult to feel vulnerable in this way, but uh, one thing that I've taken away is that it's okay to um, be more vocal in the bedroom with my husband. And <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen how you guys have changed and how therapy has been helpful for you. And I thought, well, why why not for me too? Like, uh, I know my husband has a healthy appetite for sex, and I feel like I I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Sometimes I feel like, oh, it's a chore, and I have to do it. And I'm changing my mindset now to think this it can be so much more enjoyable for me if I go into it with that attitude of not thinking of it as a chore and really connecting with my husband in that way, it can be so much more enjoyable. And I found out, too, that my husband actually enjoys me telling him what I like, and it makes it more enjoyable for him. So thank you for being so open and vulnerable in your own sex life, because it has been helpful for me, and I hope it has been helpful for other people. So, all right, guys, happy 50th again. And I look forward to hearing more. Bye. I'm, I'm doing a real applause, and I'm going to...
pull up the more of the last part. That was a long message, but the sex part was at the end. Mm-hmm. Had to get to that. Yep. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I liked how she talked about um, the sex for her, <clears throat> I think, doesn't have to be a chore. And I kind of cringe, actually, if I were to be honest with that language, because in my, not because of Kelsey, but because of in my past, that kind of language was used to kind of shame the woman into, oh, you should have more sex. Um but I don't think that's what she's saying. What she's saying is <clears throat> actually if she sees this as for her, not just for her husband, um, and that she can actually enjoy it just as much as him and, you know, tell him what she wants, vice versa, whatever, it, and be less passive, basically. Just be less passive, be more assertive in your sex life, even if that means saying no, you know? Yeah. I like that. Well, there was a theme in what she shared with the whole church thing and the sex thing, I think, which is you have a choice. Yes. You don't have to do anything. Like, no. You actually don't. You actually don't. Nothing. Ever. <laughs> I mean, there's consequences. The only of some person actions. that's making you do that is yourself, unless you're, you know, there's some people who are forced to do things, but. Well, and she, Kelsey is saying that. You know, she appreciates that we showed her this by example, another way to live. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, that's our role on this planet in some ways. You know, we don't do this, like, on purpose. Um, you know, we're living our best life, which is, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain. It sounds weird to even talk about, but, like, I don't set out in the morning and be like, I'm going to be different today. I just don't think the same way as other people. And it just leads to a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that that could be inspiring to people. But here's what I want to say. It takes a special kind of person to be open to different mindsets and mm-hmm. examples and yeah. not threatened. Or maybe sometimes it's both. But to yeah. still be willing to listen and be open for to change and i'm not saying to be more like us by the way yeah because that's not what we're trying to create here but i have learned enough to know that we are different and that we jog people like it's almost like a slap in the face or a wake up sometimes and they're like oh i was living this way and i didn't know Mm -hmm. that i had the choice or that it could be different and i love 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 when people tell us specific stories i mean Mm -hmm. it's better in the bedroom that's awesome Mm mm-hmm or even not feeling guilt about not going to church. That's awesome. Yeah. But those are hard. Those are all hard things. Change is so, like, unnatural in a way. I mean, it is natural, but it's un- It's like it has to be intentional, I think. Yeah. Where if you just go with the flow, you kind of, well, it's easier to remain the same. Right. But I, I read this quote, which I think I believe, even though you don't, feel it maybe always the pain in the same way but you can either choose to have pain by staying the same as you are right now or by changing oh yeah yeah do you want the pain of staying the same or the pain of changing yeah and i think there's this i don't know false thing that we can think this is my opinion that the pain of changing is worse than the pain of staying 
how you are. But I don't believe that. No. But I do I do see how it can feel that way. From a herd mentality, when you go and do something different, like let's say you stuck going to church, people are gonna be like, Oh, the that's instant dangerous. the instant pain smarts like when you change, like the instant pain really hurts, I think. You become a target. Yeah. But the long-term satisfaction from that, I, like, can't get enough of. By the way, I meant to tell you, I think your hair is really cute right now. That's memory. She did it for me. I like it. Should have her style it every morning. I don't know about that, but I just I like looking at it right now. Oh, thank you. What are you doing afterwards? Going to bed. Oh. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Where is it? Well, this is, I get my... Um, maybe the booing crowd. Yeah, where is that? Jay. Okay. I don't know why I'm helping you. <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked how the way that she said it. She said, she, I don't remember what exactly she was talking about that she saw in our life. But instead of saying, oh, I'm going to be like the Crawford, she said, I can have that too. Like she personalized it for herself. Yeah. Which I think is fantastic. So... You guys who are listening, by definition, are an inspiration to us because in that way you're like us and that I, I, one of the best traits I feel like we have is not that we ran a marathon or that we hiked. It's that we're willing to change and embrace whatever we think is best for us and our family a lot of the time. And I'm attracted to people that are that way. And I want to be around more people in my life that are that way. I think it's healthier for me to be around people that are like that. Mm -hmm. Because when I hang out with people and I spend a good portion of my life surrounding myself with people who are not like that. Mm -hmm. And I felt crazy all the time. And I was called crazy. And it caused me to live a more timid, quote unquote, safer life. Although, come to find out, it's not actually safer. It's just a more comfortable death. So anyways, thanks, Kelsey. For yeah. that reminder. And for all you guys out there that have the courage to face that in these episodes. Um, all right. It's time for an advertisement. Speaking of courage, we're going to be talking about Anchor, the company that we use to create these podcasts. That's if you're on the... If you're on YouTube, you just experience this awkward silence all the time. But <laughs> that's the least of our problems right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, I thought I'd, I'd just spend a moment and talk about like the challenges of making this podcast for us. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we bitch too much, but then sometimes it's like it's our fucking podcast, so <laughs> deal with it. Um, but there are challenges. There were a lot of challenges. And we already talked about the tech ones of just getting set up. Mm-hmm. But... You know, in the early on, we smoked a lot of cigars. I'm not smoking now because I had mouth surgery this morning, mm-hmm. which I I don't want to sound like too dramatic, but they like gave me steroids. They tried to give me antibiotics. It was fucking traumatic. What are you talking about? Well, it's, you slept it... the whole day. That's how traumatic it was. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to tell my sleeping story. I'm glad you. Oh, okay, so okay. fucking Cammy. <clears throat> I they I had this mouth surgery this morning and I'll describe it. They I guess this is common, but I need like a tooth, like a fake one. Mm-hmm. Like not a crown, 
like I had a tooth extraction. Right. So they had to drill a hole into my jaw today and put a peg with a bone graft, slice me open. I was awake for all of it. All well, by the way, the dentist and his assistant is talking about homecoming, like their kid's homecoming. And you can't say anything. Your mouth's like, ah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they're like. <laughs> so awkward. They're like, okay, take it easy. Like, take this steroid pill. Do the antibiotics. I'm like, well, I'm not doing the antibiotics. And they're like, okay. Um, take it easy. And I'm like, I was going to play racquetball because I always play racquetball on Mondays. And I don't miss it. I mean, I ran 60 miles last weekend on Sunday. And I ran on Monday. So I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to do it. And I was like, you know what? You mean you, yeah, you ran on Maybe right. I'll, maybe I will take the day off. Mm, yeah. Because like there's a higher percentage chance of your body accepting the, whatever it's called, the post or peg that's in my jaw right now, this metal, piece of metal. So I did the smart move and I had laid down at 11 a.m. And I was like, I basically slept for five hours. I don't know mm-hmm. what the hell happened. But in the middle of that, Cammy wakes me up. Okay. Okay. Towards so the I'm end of the five hours, bleeding I, c- I on come my in. Pillow. I hold on. I come in to hang, read. No, hang on. I'm telling the story, and then you can tell okay, your part fine. at the end. Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> because I, I honestly think people say I'm an ass. At the end of this, they're going to be on my side. You, you don't. You fucked up on this one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I can tell my side. Okay. Well, I'll well. tell my side first. Then you tell your side. And you see, <laughs> there's no way. But you can leave a comment as to who, you know. Okay. Okay. So I'm, fair, I'm fucking sleeping, bleeding on my pillow, recovering from surgery. Oh. Now I'm trying to ham it Wait, up a you little bit. bled on your pillow? Yeah, I did. From your Which they drool. told me what happened. Yeah, because my nose bleed. Okay. On steroids. And... Cammy wakes me up and it turns out she was sitting next to me with her book and she said I was breathing on her while I'm sleeping recovering from surgery and she's sitting next to me reading a book like not even laying down trying to sleep just sitting there and I'm like you woke me up to tell me I'm breathing on you and then guess what? She just left. So I'm sitting there just awake now. Well, yeah, I fucking left. But anyways. After okay. you woke me up. That that was actually nice of me to fucking leave you at that point. I didn't I was care like, if oh. you were there as long as you're not waking me up for breathing. Oh, I didn't feel very welcome. <laughs> okay. Let's hear your side of the story. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to hear you like yeah definitely you had major surgery so I wanted you to be able to sleep for a long time so I think you slept for something like five hours and this was towards the end of the day and I really felt like I needed some quiet time and I wasn't going to get it downstairs it was hotter than Hades outside And the only time I would go outside is if I were going to smoke, but I was trying not to smoke because I'm trying only to smoke a few times a week. So the only quiet, not sweating my ovaries off place to go where where there's like somewhere comfortable to sit was my bedroom. So I go in there and I try to be quiet and go in there and I woke you up just by walking in there, by the way. So you were already awake. And then barely, like in and out. Okay, of yes, barely. 
Um, and then I sit down and probably literally one minute later, <laughs> okay, I, okay, I know I, ha I have this quirky thing about me that I really, really don't like breath in my face. So I will say that that's quirky, but whatever. So like I'm sitting there, sitting up and he's sleeping and he's like <laughs> doing this thing where it's like, I, I don't know if I can even do it. Okay, ready? Through his mouth. So if you can't see me, I'm like, I'm breathing through my mouth like every four seconds or something. Like you do when you're in a deep fucking sleep after surgery. Yes. And no offense, but maybe I don't think you'll be offended, but your breath didn't smell the best. Of course not, because you just had mouth surgery. And I was like, damn it. I don't want to sit. I'm trying to find this like quiet place. It's the only place. And he's fucking breathing on me. <laughs> what, your leg? No, no, no. In my face. I could I could feel it and I could, could smell it. <laughs> okay. So then I was like, I really didn't want to, but I was like kind of desperate at this point of just needing some like alone time, downtime, reading my fucking book. So I just like, hey, Ben. Hey. Um, <laughs> you're can, breathing. You're breathing on me. Can you? And then, ooh. Then you were like. Can you not wake me up to tell me that I'm breathing on you? And I was like, okay. And that's why I left because I kind of hurt my feelings. And I also felt like I wasn't welcome there. And I, and I wanted to like relax. And I didn't feel like a relaxing atmosphere anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally relaxing. So anyways. Up until you woke me up. So I can see both sides. Okay, being an Enneagram 9, like, I get it. I get, like, okay, he had surgery, so don't be an ass. But I, like, had a fucking long day, and I just wanted, like, some... I didn't want to be breathed in my, breathed in my face. <laughs> oh. Well. Could you have maybe, like, put a pillow? And smothered you? <laughs> Sorry. No, like, in between us? <laughs> I could have. I could have. I thought, I don't think I was like in a super great mood either. So I was just kind of like, oh. And I kind of thought you were already awake. Like if I would have known that you were like, you know, in between conscious, I, I think I would have hopefully like gone to plan B. All right. But vote below <laughs> who was the bigger ass. I'm fine with you voting for Ben because he he needs it. Like a lot of people think he's an asshole and he's not always an asshole. Sometimes I am an asshole. And he did have mouth surgery, so I mean I, I have like a I do have sympathy for you. It's just a really small amount in this case. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I fucking need an office. You know what I should have done is I should have gone up to your office and the other. You totally the could other, have done that. And the other I, house I and, and blared the AC. And a chair. I would give you that whole entire thing. Yeah. Okay. Great. Next time. All right. Uh, where, oh, my gosh. What were you talking about? Okay. <laughs> that was a diversion. We were talking about okay challenges that we faced. So I had mouth surgery today, and you know what? We're down here fucking podcasting. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. Not making excuses. 
And I don't say that to say we're superstars, but that's been the case a lot of nights as we've had things and we had this goal and now we have a kid walking in. That's another challenge that happens. Here, I'll deal with this. Hi, honey. You want to say goodnight here? Good here, let me show you this. You need to like it. Good okay. Well, we're trying to record right now. Yeah, Can you say, like here, you talk here. Can you say goodnight? Goodnight. <laughs> Good job. Come here. All right, can you... Yeah, I'm going to pass off. Like in 10 seconds? Yeah, right here. Okay. We're back. So this is one of the challenges, is having six children in a house above your head making noise while you're trying to record a podcast. But we did it. Just under the belief that we need this forward motion. There's If we wait till there's no excuses, we'll never record this. Um... We had questions of, will anyone listen to this? Is this worth it? You know, it's an hour to record. It's probably an hour to prepare. And it's about an hour to publish. Mm-hmm. So it's about three hours a week for sometimes like 100 people. Um, yeah. And I would say the biggest challenge has actually been the only time we could do it that was quiet was at nighttime. And even then, <laughs> it's not always. <laughs> so it's like... You know, after a long day of life, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're burned out. A lot of these we did on our date night. So we'd go out on date night and we'd like come back at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. And then we'd start recording a podcast. Right. So those were some of the challenges we faced. But I'm glad we are here. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to our last phone call. Hi, Cammie and Ben. My name's... Jenny, our um, bad wolf mom from before, um, I have listened to every single one of the podcasts, and I'm actually terrible at it, because um, you asked for how you guys have changed, um, or like a story about how things have kind of maybe challenged a little bit. Um, I have 15-year-old twin boys, and... Listening to your podcast has changed how I have approached them and viewed them and interacted with them. And I guess I'm going to tear up because our relationship is so much better since I stopped looking at a lot of the issues that we were having as things that I needed to change for them. They are diagnosed being on the autistic spectrum, and I was told from day one to focus on making them as normal as possible and treating them like a project. And I guess after I stopped focusing on all that and looking at, well, maybe I don't need to change them, and then maybe we just need to look to see what kind of a blessing they can bring into, you know, my life. It completely changed how um, our whole lives, really. So now, as a result, Jonah is going to be going into a computer training program 
as a sophomore in high school because he's excelled so much and grown so much when we stopped trying to make him normal, <laughs> so to speak. Um, he's flourished and he's doing amazing. Um, got accepted into an early enrollment tech program and is an amazing person. Things that I didn't see before. And Jesse has opened up so much because we're not inhibiting him anymore. He's talking to us more, he's interacting more, and he's just flourished so much as a person. So thank you for putting that idea out there that kids are projects, they're blessings, and I just wanted to say thanks for that. Bye. Wow. Whoa, mic drop. <laughs> are you crying? I teared up, yeah. It gave me goosebumps just geez, for her to be a, just to have a such tender heart towards her boys that she could just, like, you just knew she actually wanted what's best and she realized what's best <laughs> is to not treat them like projects. But that's, wow. Well, this this way of seeing people, which is mm -hmm. one of our core beliefs, it's unbelievable to me how much work it is to treat someone like a project, how dehumanizing it is, and how, well, I guess I already said this, but how difficult it is. So mm -hmm. when you stop it, mm -hmm. it's weird. It's this like dehumanizing, hard, hard work that people feel like they have to do. It's because they treat themselves that way. Yeah. And when you but, stop it, everyone's like, yeah. okay. And I, I feel like I'm still living this. Like, you know, we've yeah. we've stopped with the no rules thing that we've had this year, especially with our teenagers. Life is so great right now that I'm not having to be a cop all the time and enforce rules. Yeah. Otherwise, being a cop is my full-time job. And I'm just like... I can just, like, love them. And they do, like, crazy-ass shit, you know? But I can focus on what's wrong with myself or why I'm not able to accept them for who they are instead of enforcing things. And I just love life more. So to hear mm -hmm. her share this story about how she can just now accept her kids mm -hmm. and love them and how I just I, – maybe I'm putting my own story on top of that, but how relaxing – and calming that can be i mean i just know it's a full-time job to try and mm -hmm. change someone well and she mentioned that she's able to enjoy them so much more now and i think when you work so hard to try to change someone you can't really enjoy them so i think that's so so fucking great that she can enjoy them that story <laughs> is cool Mm-hmm. Thank you. I didn't catch your name. Did you? I didn't catch it either. Okay. Thank you. That that makes it worth it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that does. It all does, but this, this definitely just really hit home. Yeah. Man. Where do we go from there? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't even think of anything. 
else to go except for I have it stuck in my head because I wanted to bring it up. The reason why we're talking about smoking is oh. this podcast was so hard in the beginning that the only way I could we're... get you down here, <clears throat> the only way I could get you down here is by promising you cigars right. and sangria. So I'd be like, Cammy, here, there's a cigar downstairs. Let's go. And you're like, oh, okay. So we'd go, okay. come down and we'd smoke mm-hmm. and talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not allowed to smoke for two weeks with my tooth. Yeah. And I think smoking, not that, I don't know how much we bear weight in this, but smoking maybe bothers a few people that listen to us. But are we going to talk about the ice cream? Because we oh, we yeah. ate ice cream a couple times. No, once. I think it was once. Oh, it was just once. And people and were like. People were trying to be really polite about it. But they were like, yeah, you know, you know when you guys were eating ice cream, that was like really distracting. It turns out, like who would have thought that there's that much audio with eating ice cream? It makes well, sense. Well, because you're clink- yeah, constantly clinking the bowl. Well, and you're like, right. <laughs> Not to mention the ice cream in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we learned not to do that. Um, and I don't give a shit about people that have a problem with smoking. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think we are starting to evolve a little bit. Mm-hmm into a higher quality audio experience which could mean could 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 i and this is where actually this is where we're going to end is what's the future of fight for together podcast i'm in this tough space and i have a feeling i'll be here for the rest of my life which (laughs) is the the um uh the conflict between authenticity and service Like, how much do we just preserve who we really are, which Mm -hmm. would be like smoking a cigar and talking? And it's going to be a longer podcast. It's going to, you're going to be like hearing us cut cigars and it's going to be five minutes of wasted time. And it's not Mm -hmm. the most professional experience, but it's us. Mm -hmm. And that, not only is it us, but it's when you present who you really are, I think it's the best guarantee for longevity. Because the alternate is to essentially put on a show, and I don't mean that with a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but it's like we're we're having in mind like what's most likely going to serve our audience. Yeah. And if we do that, that's great. It'll result in a higher quality product, quote unquote. But we're going to have less energy because it's like there's only so much energy you have you to put muster. on a show. Yeah. And I'm really torn between those two things right now. Well, I think we can just take it a season at a time. I mean, I think there'll be some seasons we'll have more energy than others. I don't know. I can just see that, you know, happens. So. Yeah. But I think either one's going to be okay, whichever Mm -hmm. one we choose. That's what I, at least that's what I'm trying to tell myself because. Yeah. I feel like, oh, maybe it's selfish to smoke cigars you know, while on the podcast and like waste people's time by talking about small talk and stuff. But if we don't do that, the reality is the podcast is not going to happen. Yeah. Cause we're going to dread it. Yeah. Anyways, th- those are, those are kind of like the demons we're wrestling with. Um, and finally I'd like to just end off with the future. So after 50 episodes, we are going to be tightening things up a little bit. I think we're going to be, trying to prepare more like a concise like three-point episode with less small talk and one of the reasons is because i'd love for you guys to be able to share these episodes with other people to the degree that they're helpful and a lot of times with our format i just realized that you know there's a lot of backstory and if you don't know it and if you just hop in on an episode if you're not like attracted to who we are or if you don't know anything about us 
it's going to be really hard to jump in. Mm -hmm. And I would like to make that easier for people. So I think in the future, we're going to have like a title of a podcast. The podcast is going to be more on point with that Mm -hmm. particular topic. And I guess if you're asking what you could do on your part, you know, there's a few things that um, you can do. One is you can contribute money to our chair fund because we are going to be looking at changing podcast locations. And I think it might almost be time to buy chairs. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're, we're, thankful for everyone that has contributed so far Mm -hmm. um you could also um oh you know what you could subscribe oh yeah we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers on youtube let me see how many we got we're we're getting there we have 907 so and what happens we can then we can turn on ads on youtube yeah okay because currently we make like less than five dollars a week from this podcast yeah um and and I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. I'm also fine with making more money. It's also fine asking for help, yeah. And then finally, I, I, I we may have mentioned this once before, but, you know, there's 22 reviews on iTunes that are people have commented and left reviews, and I, I appreciate that. So if mm-hmm. you would like to do that, you can do that. Yep. Um, and then you can vote in the comments on YouTube about this specific podcast if you think Cammy was a bigger asshole than Ben <laughs> in this particular case. So you're not committing to any like long term long term assholeness. Yeah, it's really just, you know context. I had my moment of not being the biggest asshole. I would personally would really appreciate that. Yeah. Um I guess you kinda need that. <laughs> All right, give it to Ben people. Give it to Ben. Um and finally, next week we are going to be launching our Everyone Belongs podcast with sharing a multi-part episode of our spiritual story and our background. And I think that means we'll be taking a break from the Fight for Together podcast, but we will be putting still a podcast out a week as our goal. Either Fight for Together or Everyone Belongs. Yes, you just won't know where it was. So you'd have to kind of like subscribe to both and check them both out. If you want to listen to that angle of our story, if not, this channel will still be dedicated to the types of things that we think will build relationships and families. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love that last story. I mean, Mm -hmm. we talk, we cover a lot of range, but when I hear stories like that, I'm like, fuck yeah, we're doing something right because that ability to accept your child for who they are right now let's talk for the, about that for another 50 episodes yeah if i get five more phone calls that say that in the next 50 i love the I'm universality in. of that message too because that that supersedes any kind of religion or spirituality or anything that's great all right hey thanks guys for listening we appreciate mm-hmm. you thanks for the phone calls um i might have forgot or lost some that called in for the 50th if so, we'll probably just plan for future episodes. So if you did yeah. call and your phone call You're didn't like, get in, what? sorry, um, and thank you. Thanks for everyone that has made the last 50 episodes great. Yes. We're looking forward to mm-hmm. another 50. Yep. And you know where to find us. Subscribe. <laughs> thank you for listening to Fight for Together. We'll see you next time.